You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. But I also saw um, Highlander. That's what I started off with. Well, that's what so I, that's the first Connery movie I saw, which was it was yeah. much better than I thought it would. Amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we are basically talking like this is the editing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> save, it, save it for next week. <laughs> yeah, let me save this. That's what we do. Before the editing bay, we talk about video games. Before this video game podcast, we, we just talk about movies. movies. Oh, the irony. Oh. Oh, no, I'm, irony. I'm just, I'm excited that you're going through them, Tess. I think there's a lot of movies. Uh, and obviously we'll touch on that in the editing bay episode, but there's a lot of movies that like a, a lot of pop culture that Sean Connery touches with mm-hmm. his films. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, imp- I think this is important that you kind of add this to your education, but mm-hmm. you also watch the untouchables too, right? Just oh. finished that. Amazing. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad that you guys recommend that all three of you, that you yeah. guys are like, that's the one you should watch. Mm-hmm. And you gotta watch I see why. it was amazing. Pro- it was my favorite. It was my favorite one so far that, i mean i've only seen two really that he's been in but out of the two i've seen i liked him in in this one better than i liked him in uh highlander yeah he's only in highlander for 30 minutes and why does he for die me- in it why does he die in every movie <laughs> <It's- I know. laughs> he's he's at his best because when he's playing that he mentor is, role he is the mm-hmm. he is the jo- the joseph campbell journey of the hero the mm-hmm. the you know the 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 wise man that imparts his knowledge on the hero that's yeah. kind of the niche that he made for himself within like the 80s and 90s yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Once he okay. left the James Bond franchise, he yeah. kind of became that character. It's grandpa. Uh, ah, yeah. okay, okay. That makes that ex- okay. Oh, that'll explain a lot going forth. Now I know which yeah. one. Uh, I know which Sean Connery movie I'll watch. Uh, Finding Forrester. Yeah, you I've should never- do that. You should do that. <laughs> I will do that. I've never seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. And I was like, oh god, I hope someone picks that one because <laughs> there were a couple. Uh, I, I've I've rewatched a few that I've already seen. Like I watched um, Rising Sun, which I'd never seen, which was kind of a steaming pile. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then I rewatched The Untouchables this morning, and then started watching a movie called A Bridge Too Far. Oh yeah, which has it has Connery, Robert Redford, Gene Hackman, Ryan oh. O'Neill. Oh, wow. uh, like there's so many people in this movie, uh, and and so far it's really good. Michael Caine's in it. I'd never even heard of this movie. And so when I saw the cast, I was like, I think this is going to be the officially the one that I'd never seen before that I'm going to oh, bring to the discussion. Nice. But yeah. I just kind of got on a roll where I was like downloading like Connery movies and then going like, oh, yeah. I want to see that one, too. What about and then uh, she, uh, Sarah and I were talking about it and we we came across his um, murder on the Orient Express that oh. he did with Albert Finney. And oh, I, I didn't like, know he, he did that. Oh, this looks gorgeous. And so I downloaded that for she and I to watch together. Oh, good one. What about uh, yeah. First Night? Let me watch First Night. If, if you if you want to relive that one, go for it. I've seen that one already. So I, I don't know. That's a toss up. I'm, I may have to do that one because that one's not great. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Like, for, and you know what? I think it was directed, produced, and directed by the guys that did like the airplane movies. Oh, really? Really? What the Sucker yeah, Brothers? Like, the the wow. Sucker Brothers. No I think way. the Sucker made that movie. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, dude. So, uh, happy belated birthday to Tess. Yes. Uh, Oh, happy yeah. birthday! Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank you. Thank so, uh, I I want to kind of I want to I want to brag on what I did for Tess a little bit. Brag <laughs> on yourself, man. <laughs> I'm going to brag on myself. Do it. So, you may or may not know this, but Tess, where we work, we do uh, we program signage for different mm-hmm. places across the country, uh, and one of the accounts that Tess handles 
is the all the signage outside the stadium for the Washington Nationals. Oh, nice. you know, no uh, big, you know, no big deal. NBD. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so, like, so when they won the World Series, that was the the first season. Tess was doing their signs and oh, stuff shit. for them. Very they first. won the World Series, wow. and Tess, start Tess started telling people that like he was part of the the World Series winning Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was. Joe. I mean, I was. He ain't lying. <laughs> you, you had a hand Tell in him, it. Joel. Tell him, Joel. I was there. I. It takes oh. a village, right? Everyone. Yeah, sure. There are no small parts, man. How are people going to know where to get discount tickets? Exactly. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for me, they would have no idea which gates to go in through for right. these games. Or to stop playing motion content so people don't get into accidents. Hey, see? Saving lives. Not, saving not lives. only are you winning championships, you're saving lives. You're a hero <laughs> for the Patriots. Ex- Hey, thanks, so, guys. You said it, not so, me. You said so it. What I did was I uh, – have you heard of this thing, Cameo, that you can get, like, celebrities to do shout-outs and oh. stuff? Uh, so there's this app. It's called it's called Cameo. You got a bunch yeah. of different celebrities on there. And, you know, they've got different different prices and stuff. And uh, you pay somebody, they'll do, like, a, a, a shout-out, a birthday shout-out or congratulations on your promotion or what, whatever. Um, and so <laughs> I checked to see if they had anybody from the Washington Nationals and they did uh world yeah, championship did. winning outfielder adrian sanchez mm-hmm. so, so i got a cameo from adrian sanchez for tess and asked him i told him about what tess does for a living and told him about how tess likes to brag that he was one of the, <laughs> one of the world series winning team. and asked him specifically to make sure mentions that yes. i'm sure he did what i what i didn't realize though was that adrian sanchez English is not his first Uh-oh. language. Uh-oh. No, no, it is not. No. <laughs> oh, no. So there was a little bit of a language barrier, a little bit of some some stuff was lost in translation. <laughs> like like the fact that like on the thing it says like hey, put put whoever this is for, say their name, and if not, anything needs to be pronounced, if there's a special pronunciation, make sure you put that on there so that way we know. And so I put like all right, my friend is Tess Akinpelu. That's pronounced Akinpelu. I figured Tess oh didn't need to be pronounced. You know, simple name, Tess Akinpelu. So, so yeah. this guy, this guy puts together this video, and he keeps referring to Tess as just Akinpelu. It's <laughs> his first name. He probably thought it was like a typo. The video starts and he's like, "Hey, Akinpelu." How do you know that wasn't just a, a choice on his own? He just wanted to refer to him by his last name, military style. <laughs> Right, like, like he's on the team. I'm yeah. on the team. There That's what it was. <laughs> he knows exactly. That's how important I am. So, at one point in the video, he does. He's like, "I just want to thank you and thank you for all that help. We wouldn't yep. have won the World Series without you." <laughs> my, my favorite part. My favorite. I'm gonna, Joe. Awesome. This is what, Joe. This is why you. I mean, if you weren't gonna brag on yourself, I was going to. Because <laughs> for the rest of my life, you know, I could be like 50, 60 in a bar later. I'm like, yeah. So when I helped the Washington Nationals <laughs> win that, win that those, World Series, big fish yeah, stories. Like, I got a video that says, <laughs> "Yeah, that's me, Ekimbo." My teammate, Adrian Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, we were younger back in them days, man. They'd be like, why are they? Why is he calling you by his last name? Because that's what you do on teams. All right. Yeah. It's almost like he doesn't you know you. Oh, no, nah, man. You've never won anything. <laughs> well, hey, as long as we're bragging on uh, co-hosts here, 
Uh, I'll take an opportunity to brag on Joe as well. Uh, I listened to your Geeks of the Roundtable uh, episode, oh, Joe. Oh, did you listen awesome. to catch that? Yeah. You. Uh, most of hey. it anyway. I'm about halfway through it. But uh, yeah, Joe, um, Joe likes to do a little moonlighting on other. He, he's cheating on us uh, with other podcasts. And, uh, <laughs> it was only one. <laughs> no, you said it was two. There's only one live yeah. now. But, uh, it's, uh, Twice? Yeah, the next one, next month, there's going to be another one. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. See, uh, uh, it's going to be a regular thing. What? <laughs> but yeah geeks at the round table where they were talking about uh guilty pleasures i guess right bad movies yeah. that uh people like even though they know they're bad and uh yeah. it's almost like you've been preparing for that episode your entire <laughs> uh, or at least the last six years of your podcast career with uh, the editing bay but yeah um and what you, a cheat to pick a movie we've already talked about dude, every movie that you that they talked about on that episode we have done on this oh, podcast wow. it seems like yeah we got uh, xanadu and the punisher the with crow. dolph lundgren the crow uh i don't yeah. think we've quite made it to hulk yet but certainly did masters of the universe yeah, and and I'm definitely wanting to check out Jaws 3D. One of the guys brought oh, up Jaws yeah. 3D, and I was like, "Oh, we haven't done any of those horrible Jaws sequels yet." That's oh, true. Well, stick Jaws around for 3D. next summer coming soon. Well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you for listening. I went back and tried to listen a bit, and and the sound was a little yeah. Because he had to re- he had to record it off of Zoom. You did sound like uh, you were talking into a tin can. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Now, what are you gonna do? So it it is what it is. But my the internet connection was fantastic. <laughs> so really. <laughs> <laughs> for, for that one, I made sure to go back up to the office. Oh, so I great! Piggyback on that Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, oh. We get sloppy seconds here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, fuck that editing bay. I guess. <laughs> right. Or sixteen-bit or editing yeah. gladiators. Yes, no, it's not the editing bay. It is the sixteen-bit gladiators yeah. here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, I am Joel, and I am joined uh, by my co-hosts this week. We've got Joe, Jay, and. T- <laughs> I'm Joe. Oh, wait. wait. Uh, but yeah, 60 Big Gladiators is our video game podcast. Uh, this is uh, just the third episode, too, that we're uh, kicking off on our, our newly minted uh, quest uh, to talk about all things I'm video games. Yeah, no, different show, different show. Uh, although we should bring <laughs> that back. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, whether or not we're talking about it, it's still going on. That's so. right. You're, uh, yeah. how many, how many I mean, hours have you invested into uh, Final Fantasy VII or whichever one you're playing now? Dude, I bet, you know what? I can even, I could tell you. Straight up, I've yeah, got it, look it up. right here. Uh, wow. I was working on it as I was getting ready to get on this call. Joe's whipping um, out his 3DS. Right? Is that where you're playing it? Yeah. I'm on... No, it's my Vita. Oh, my yeah. bad. I have, I have like the first six Final Fantasy games uh, on the Vita. And then... Uh, in, in fact, no, I've even got 10 on here, too. Um, so I have put in... Based on this save file. Mm-hmm. And there, that's the thing. is like each section of the game is a separate save file. So I probably have like six, seven different saves on here. And let me go. Now, this is the here. one that you accidentally overwrote your save file, not knowing that you yeah, needed one, it. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. All right. So oh, no. get ready. Somebody pull up a ca- uh, calculator and All do right. the math here. There we okay. Go. So save file number one was for the, fir- the first character uh, was two hours and 34 minutes. Three three hours and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Save file number three is two hours and sixteen minutes. Save file number four was three hours and nineteen minutes. Save number five was two hours and twenty seven minutes. Save number six is two hours and eleven minutes. Oh wow! Save number seven is two hours and forty three minutes. I feel like I'm time tracking at work. I know, right? Save number eight. This is the quickest one. One hour and thirty six minutes. Mm. Save number nine. Two hours and forty four minutes. And now here we are in the home stretch, the final save file, the final section of the game, 
23 hours and 15 minutes. Oh, How many? What was that last one? 23 hours and 15 minutes. This oh, is like uh, this is like uh, the presidential election where all of a sudden, just at the last minute, Biden just shot up 23 hours. Yeah. Jesus. So I've got 90.975 <laughs> hours. Wow. Just shy of 100. Wow. That's quite an yeah. accomplishment, Joe. Well, it's not an accomplishment because I haven't accomplished anything yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm seriously like I am sitting here just power leveling all these characters because it's this game. It really is like it's it's useless. It's it's, it's pointless. The it's of... the worst offshoot of one of the Final Fantasy games. Like it, the story yeah. is so it's so flimsy. Mm-hmm. Like there's something really engaging about Final Fantasy four. It was it was one of the best mm-hmm. in the series. Oh, yeah. And the yes. fact that like, okay, hey, we're gonna continue the story. This is gonna take place twenty years later. Uh one of the main characters that you're controlling is now the son of the two main characters from the first uh edition or whatever. Uh and so you you go through and like the actual story, the actual development of the characters is so minuscule. Oh, yeah. And what they seem to be focusing more on is you going through and like revisiting old locations for really no reason. They've, inf- they've inflated it so much. It's so bloated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the basic gist is uh, at the end of the first game, these Lunarians that you find out the main hero is one of these people from the moon. Like mm. these Lunarians had unleashed un- like one of them was a villain that was trying to take over the earth and like you fought it and it, and it was defeated and sealed away. And the, the Lunarians took the second moon that was orbiting your planet and that flew away. It went somewhere else. Well, so what's going on now? 20 years later, the, the second moon has returned and like something has fallen off the moon and fell onto the planet and it's unleashed this evil all over the land. And okay. so you've got to go and you got to face it again. Well, the main character, uh, Cecil from final fantasy four ends up getting like possessed and starts using the power of his kingdom to attack the other ones. Oh. And so you're playing as like the other characters and it echoes a lot of stuff from the original final fantasy four, where, you know, you end up fighting him and he comes to his senses and kind of joins your crew uh, and now that's where I'm at now. And now you've gone back to the moon and you're diving to the very depths of the moon to stop whatever evil's going on. Wow. The problem is once you go back to the moon, it turns into the most ridiculous and like slogging boss rush. Like, uh, I hate just, boss rushes. It's the worst, man. So you're like going from floor to floor. Like you, you, you explore this floor. You get all the treasure. You fight, and you have to fight a boss before you can go to the next one. Uh. And every one of these floors, it's like you're revisiting one of the bosses you fought in the original final. They're not even giving you new characters to fight. They're giving you these old bosses, and then they're giving them text at the end, like "Thank you. I was possessed by this evil, uh, and I was ready to rest." Your princess and, like, is in another castle. Exactly. Uh. So a lot of Final Fantasy games center around crystals and each of the crystals is represents like one of the elements earth wind fire water Hmm. and so the first three games had villains that were like the 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 owners of those crystals that you would have to you'd have to defeat you fight them in this game at some point like you're going through and fighting villains from previous final (laughs) fantasy games before you can get to the end of this one and that's what i just finished was all of the four fiends from the second one. Now I've got to fight the Ugh. four from the the third one. Boss rushes are one of those like vestiges of of arcade games where it's like yep. they're trying to just get money out of you to get, continuously yep. pump quarters into machines. Well, how do we get a little more out. play out of this game? Mm-hmm. Well, I just all the bosses from the previous levels just roll them out one more time, and that'll get another buck fifty out of these gullible kids. And, yeah. and here's the problem: yeah. it's like you're not getting extra money from me. I know. I own the game. It is everything that a Final Fantasy game at its best usually is not. 
like mm-hmm. usually Final Fantasy games are fantastic at like putting together a story, a cohesive story, something engaging, something that's going to make you want to play and see what happens next. That above all else to me is characteristic of Final Fantasy that like you've developed these characters and you cannot wait. It's like a soap opera. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a Star Wars at its best. It's pulp fantasy, and you're like, I can't wait to see what happens next. And that is not how I feel. Like I'm just like, <laughs> when you start playing through a game out of obligation, mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. that's, that's a bad sign, man. You know what's interesting? Now that I think about it, that was put out in the same era that 13 came out, and 13 to me is by far the worst Final Fantasy. I have heard that. <laughs> so. Why? It, I'm, I'm wondering if that <laughs> yeah. if that's kind of related. Like they were just in this rut of coming up with good stories to tell, mm-hmm. so they just were rehashing old things or just going way off the rails, like they did with 13. Yeah, I guess I would be curious to see who like the producer team is on this. Like, yeah, you know, is it is it the same writer? Is it is it the same like? Because 13 is the one that's like they they tease and call it like hallway, right? Oh no, no, yes. that's. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's the corridor, the never-ending yeah. corridor. Mm. And they ended up making three of them. Yes. <laughs> yes that's the other thing, yeah. too. How many Actually, are we on now? We're, 16 is about to come out. Mm. Well, that, well, it got announced. We don't know when it's about it to got come out. Yeah, it could be 10 more years from now. Launch titles with the PS5. Yeah, but <sighs> 15 was actually supposed to be part of the whole universe that 13 was built in. And it was originally called uh-huh. Final Fantasy 13 Agito. But... <laughs> Oh because Final Fantasy 13 had gotten such a bad reputation. Yeah, they wanted to they, get away from they, that name, huh? Yes, they wanted to get away from it, and they scrapped it, and then they, they just basically redid it as 15 and completely rebuilt it from the ground up, essentially. No, so the I next mean, one I, don't, could... I don't know how you feel, Jay. Like Final Fantasy, like there's that charm that it was like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy yeah. 3, Final Fantasy 2. Like, yeah. I think it's fine if you want to call those games Final Fantasy and then give them a number, as long as it just stays there. But when you start making like Final Fantasy 13 2, yeah. Final Fantasy 13 3, like, no, you should have given this yeah. its own proper name. That's what the Street Fighter franchise it out. That's what the Street Fighter yeah. franchise suffered from. They couldn't count to three. They got Street Fighter yes. 2, and then it was yes. Champion Edition, and then it was Super and Street Fighter 2, and then Alpha Series. And it, it was literally like five to ten years before they finally came out with three. And then when they did, nobody cared because it had been oversaturated. Yeah. And then suddenly Street Fighter 4 comes out, and I'm like, what the hell happened to three? I never even, <laughs> I never even knew three was existed <laughs> yep. until years afterwards yeah agreed uh yeah no it's it, it's a shame it's a shame that that gets lost that the brand starts kind of taking a front seat to like w- what would make sense you know it, you start branding yourself to hell the narrative and the point of what it is that you're putting out kind of suffers because of it yeah. um you know and i i know i know that's really nitpicky when you're like coming down on something about a name but how stupid does it sound when we're talking about it and it's like yeah i mean i said it earlier where i was like oh yeah you know this in this game you're 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 controlling the son he's the son of the two main characters from the and i wanted to say from the first game but then i'm like well people might think i'm talking about final fantasy one yeah i'm definitely not talking about that one nope. i'm talking about final fantasy four Yes. And it's like, oh God! Long story short, too, too late. late. Yes, the quest continues. <laughs> my uh, my my quest to finish games that I'd never played through before, and specifically in this respect, I wanted to go back and play through the first like ten Final Fantasy games. Well, 
you, you better hurry up. supposed to lead up to playing Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Well, I think you'll have plenty of time to play that before uh, Final Fantasy XVI comes out, because as you mentioned, yeah, who knows? It's been announced. We've seen some footage. It is going to be a PS5 exclusive, right? Uh, but yep. uh, I wouldn't count mm. on seeing that before, what, 2023? What are your best guesses? <laughs> I think within the next two years. Yeah, you think so? I think I think you got it. I think it's within the next two years. Given the way that the way that their development has been going, you know, how how long fifteen was in development, mm-hmm. how long even the seven remake was in development. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was four years and that was like that they already had the story, they already had you know, the plot and everything. Mm-hmm. All they had to mm-hmm. do is just remake it. Right. Well the problem they, the problem with that though is they, they ended up out. they ended up having a a, a team that fucked it up and they had to go back mm-hmm. and fix every bit of it oh did they yeah. oh no yeah. yeah it's like the it's the metroid prime 4 of uh, the final fantasy universe <laughs> hey, uh, wasn't a new prime so... announced like two years ago <laughs> yes and yes. they've they've scrapped like i feel like they've started over like twice now well they they said that they started with they they brought it back to retro studios yes mm-hmm. the so original trilogy was, right exactly yeah it was originally being done by some other studio i forget who and they were apparently fucking it up, so they they put it back in Retro's hands. I don't know if they've scrapped it completely or if they just started over as far as the the general programming portion yeah. of it. But they still have like the basic story worked out, and they still have the basic well, I, characters and models and things like that. I, I heard down. that they're uh, still hiring like a lead designer, so uh, <laughs> they can't be that far along. <laughs> yeah, uh, now hiring. Yeah. <laughs> so look for that in yeah. uh, 2025. But now in uh, right. 2020, yeah. uh, <laughs> we've got some new consoles coming out. The aforementioned PS5, and just yesterday, yeah, the Xbox Series X. S one, what's it called? <laughs> it's a confusing title. I it's the, cannot stand how Microsoft sure names are shit. <laughs> it's the yeah, most well, Microsoft of Microsoft names. It is the most Microsoft thing, yes. But also, I mean, dude, it, on, on that same token, like, look at what Sony's doing. The PlayStation Five, and you know they paid like hey. they paid some like branding firm a million dollars to come up with something, <laughs> the and logo. that's what they came up. With. <laughs> I hey, mean, man, if it's well, not broke, don't fix it. There okay? you go. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, shit. Back in back in the in the PlayStation Two era, I remember commercials on uh, you know coming out on TV, and it was like all of a sudden you saw like this kid is this, this whole futuristic city yes. going on, and everything. And this kid holds like this crystal ball, and it's like PlayStation Nine. I remember that. Yeah, and it was and like so. It's like you know they're just going to go all the way through that, yeah. all the way. Why not? Why change it? Yeah, why change it? I, I agree. I see. I think that I think Nintendo had it good for a little while. I think mm-hmm. they were doing pretty good with it. until we got to like the Wii. Yeah, yeah the I think Wii. It was when we got to the Nintendo <laughs> Wii, where I was like, "What?" Well, I would like argue with Nintendo Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. Nintendo yep. sixty four, oh, yeah. GameCube. I was like, GameCube. "Okay, I'm down with GameCube," yeah, and then yeah. the Wii. What the what? fuck? Yeah, got lost in translation. <laughs> I mean, they didn't stop it from selling millions upon millions oh, of uh, units. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, and and because it did so well, then mm-hmm. they their follow up was yeah, the Wii U. <laughs> well i like what we're doing let's formalize this a little bit because uh since we do have new consoles coming out uh and since this is only our uh third 
official episode. Uh, maybe we have some new subscribers to the 16-Bit Gladiators. Maybe uh, you haven't listened to our sister podcast, The Editing Bay, so you don't know who we are. You don't know who these schlubs are. They're spewing their COVID into their microphones <laughs> across yeah. the internet. And uh, what history we have with video games? Uh, obviously, because this podcast is 16-Bit Gladiators, you'd think we'd have a little retro bent to it. And we do, but uh, as you can tell from our conversation, we are still gamers to this, to this day. To this day. But maybe uh, for the new listeners, figure this is an opportunity to kind of like introduce ourselves, but also give a little history of uh, the consoles that we grew up with. Um, Tess, you uh, you just had a birthday. Are you still in your 20s now? Or uh... Yeah, I just turned 28. <laughs> wow. I just turned 28. So uh, your history, your console history wow. probably doesn't go back as far as um, Joe and Jay no. and myself, um, because no. my, my first console was a hand-me-down from one of my cousins. It was an Atari 2600. With the old uh, oh, joystick, I've heard, too? Of, I've heard of those. Mine, mine was my first one too. Yeah, man, it's uh, yeah. what began and then killed the uh, kind of home <laughs> console uh, industry, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember not, not looking at that. my house. Yeah. <laughs> the, see, that's that's what's so weird is that like the whole video game industry crashed, and I don't think I ever felt it. Like I was too busy playing video oh, yeah. games that whole time. Oh, I mm-hmm. had no problem with the ET cartridge from twenty six hundred. I was like, oh, this is a great game, man. Look, I love this movie. It's only until I got older I realized uh, what exactly. a steaming pile of crap it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Tess, since you were not alive for that, uh, what, what was the first console that you owned? Uh, the first one I remember hearing about was the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember that. I definitely remember playing a couple of uh, wrestling games on that with my brothers. <laughs> and uh, Mario. Was, we had a bunch of those games, actually. Yeah, that was. The, but I don't remember really really playing it a lot but that's the first system i remember having but the first one i remember playing is definitely the sega genesis i guess yes playing sonic <laughs> listen to our uh, sonic the hedgehog episode from last week <laughs> always had to be tails though so i mean oh, i love my boy <laughs> obviously he flies yeah. yeah but then after that uh the playstation i remember my brother getting it for his 10th birthday so i was i was six when that happened i remember him unboxing it Put it in Crash Bandicoot, the first, the very first one. I remember him playing it and me being like, "Wow, let me play." Him saying no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Rorschach from uh, Watchmen. And I said no. <laughs> so your brother had a PlayStation. What did you have, Tess? I got the N64. Yeah. That's what I got. Uh-huh. Nice. I think that's the better uh, console between those two. It, it really sure was. It had some great games. Tess, tell us about the games you had on the N64. <laughs> oh, man. Well, shoot, man. I had... Um... <laughs> like, you had Smash Brothers, right? Uh, Eventually, yeah. I did eventually. Get... I had Mario eventually. Kart. You know? Wait, what do you mean? You know, no, no, you let's know? go back to Smash Brothers. And, uh, what do you mean eventually? Did, what happened? Diddy Kong racing? I had that. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> good. What, what took priority over, over Smash Brothers? Well, man, see, I mean, at the time, bro, there was just, like, the Toy Story game was just a much hotter game, mm-hmm. you know? And everybody wanted that instead of Super Smash Bros. I mean, who even remembers Super Smash Bros.? <laughs> <laughs> but that... A Toy Story game, though. So yeah, this is one of my favorite <laughs> oh, stories that Tess tells. That his brothers got so mad, and apparently they still give him shit to this day. To this day, like, <laughs> that like they had the opportunity to get Smash Brothers, hands down one of the most popular games in history. Yeah, <laughs> and, and instead he wanted Toy Story Two 
Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. <laughs> I made a fit about it, man. And mom, you know, being the you know being the beautiful mother that she is, and just you know not knowing any better either, but just oh, wanting to make sure her little boy got what he wanted. She bought the game. She bought the game instead of buying Smash Brothers. That's a, and I instantly realized it was a terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good topic for a future episode. Uh, games that our parents or relatives bought us that uh, were secretly crap. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't know any better. Oh, my oh, God. God. So yeah. is it safe to say, uh, was... Tess, were you, were, did you continue along the uh, PlayStation uh, route throughout your gaming history? Or Yeah. For, so, I mean, so I had my N64, but honestly, after I made the mistake of getting Toy Story, mm-hmm. didn't really didn't really hold up too much in me wanting to play it. So that's why, and the the PlayStation, I mean, the, place, the PS2 came out, and it was mm-hmm. much better than anything they had going on right there at that time, right. in my opinion, because I didn't want a GameCube. So we kept going with the PlayStation. And before you know it, we all started sharing the PlayStation. So it was like me and my brothers. And then we started getting Madden every year. And then also the God of Wars. And so we've just been a PlayStation family. So to this day, to this day, it's just PlayStation, PlayStation. That's why I'm like, Joe, if the name isn't broke, don't fix it. We don't have to make it like a PlayStation X (laughs) series. It's good branding. Yeah, it's simple. You know what it is. Mm -hmm. Know what to expect. And love. Now I just got to get it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad we've got Jay back on the show now too because uh, I think he fills a a void that uh, is is missing, <laughs> which is uh, the the PC it's gamer called Joel's butthole. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, safe to say, like Joe, uh, Tess, are you guys into PC gaming? I'm not myself. No, yeah, no, I've never yeah. actually had a working. You know what? There was there was a small amount of time in like the early two thousands where I was playing a lot of MMOs. I got a Dell PC from the <laughs> the Dell website. I, I built it for gaming or whatever. Yeah. And like within like two within two months, it was obsolete. <laughs> like all the yes. hardware, and it was like obsolete. But like for for that amount of, for for probably a good a good two or three years, I was playing MMOs like City of Heroes, uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars, the old, or, yeah, the old Republic. Mm-hmm. Like I loved those games, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's what that's that was the height of my PC gaming. That and like um, some of the, the like like well, uh, <laughs> what was the, full full throttle? Oh the, yeah, uh, all the Lucas uh, like, art films, like the Lucas Arts games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was playing a bunch of that stuff too. Uh, but no, Jay has always has always been the pc guy as long as i've known him he's had nintendo and pc have been jay's bread and butter now why is that jay tell us why uh why pcs have your heart uh well i think mostly it's because pretty much everything comes out on it anyways and um there's a few of the 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 console exclusives that come out that usually i'll pick up the consoles as well to get those Mm -hmm. But as far as, as far as the PC games, anything that's anything that's multi-platform, it's on PC anyways, and and it's usually cheaper. Yeah, even mm-hmm. brand new. Well, it, it so, can be, but if you're buying like the latest graphics cards and you're you're decking out your you system, know, you know, though that kind of around the late '90s, early 2000s really started slowing down. Like that was that was the big thing back in the in the '90s, DOS and early portions of Windows. You were constantly upgrading computers. Oh yeah. Now, I think that I've I've had the same PC here probably five years, and the only thing that I've upgraded was this year was the graphics card. 
Oh, all right. And that was, you know, it, mm-hmm. it plays everything and it plays everything at the highest resolution graphics that I can run it at. And It is interesting. I've been uh, watching reviews and reading about, you know, the PS5 and Xbox X. And, and this is cutting edge. These are, you know, these are coming out just today, just this week. And you would think mm-hmm. like, oh, it'll be years before, you know, they're, they're surpassed as far as graphics. Like, this is the state of the art. Nope. And yet... PCs <laughs> are, are people are already complaining. Well, they're not as fast as PCs, right? Yep. Tan- it's just tangentially related. Like, so there was a there was a small time where I lived at Jay's home. Like, they just basically kind of took me in during a hard time at my place. Uh, and I remember so many nights where, like, you guys are talking about DOS and like Jay teaching me how to like boot games up. Like, all right, Joe, go ahead and type this command in here, <laughs> do this, and I'd be playing like. Dr- Jurassic Park or like Dragon's Lair. Um, oh yeah. What did we do? we used to do like land parties, Jay, yep. where we would play Command and Conquer. Yep. Um, and uh, what what else? There was Red Red Alert. We played a lot of like uh the FPSs, like mm-hmm. the reskin Doom that was all Star Wars and stuff. Oh Duke yes. Nukem. Yeah. Oh, uh, the but, Chex Quest. Remember that one? Chex Quest. Yeah. Yeah. The, the um, breakfast cereal. What is that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. They yep. just re-released it. They did. Yeah, yeah, they they just re-released Chex Quest. It was like just a reskin Doom that like some brilliant people with like Chex marketing team oh, were really? like, let's make it, let's make it so instead of shooting bullets, you're shooting milk at pieces of cereal. And like, oh, wow, it was the best. That man. actually I sounds grosser. So actually, yeah. <laughs> but it, was, it was it was an exciting time for a for it's for me. Like I never grew up with a PC with computers like that my stepfather had a Macintosh and like nobody had a Macintosh. No. Everybody had windows PCs. Uh, so I being at Jay's was like, it opened up new worlds. Like there were many nights spent either playing games or surfing early porn, <laughs> like just, <laughs> just sitting, sitting there while Jay snored and was like, like discovering new forms and like, Wow, that's a thing that's cool. <laughs> yes. So Jay, you're uh, you're primarily a PC gamer, but uh, it sounds like you're still buying the Nintendo boxes. You have a PS. Oh yeah. You have PlayStation, the Xbox, any of that? I, I well, I had I had the original PlayStation, PlayStation two and three. I oh, had okay. the first Xbox and the 360. All right. Um, and I was going to get a PS4 and an Xbox One, but. You know, everything came out on PC that I wanted to play, so I never bothered getting them. Skip the generation. Um, Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, The one game that I wanted was Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. So I was going to buy a PS4 for that. And just as I was getting ready to to go ahead and and make that purchase, they announced that it was coming out for PC. I'm like, okay. (laughs) All righty then. Although that does seem to be one of the advantages that uh, that Sony has over Microsoft. Mm -hmm. From my point of view, from the cheap seats, it seems like the Xbox is basically a, a, a computer PC stripped down of all the stuff. You don't have to think about it. It's it's the Apple version of of PC, right? It's one stop shop, uh, but you can still get all the mm-hmm. kind of PC games. PlayStation yep. really has pioneered the the exclusive uh, within the, the last generation, and nobody else has some of these games. You know, your, your Last of Us, uh, your God of War, right? Those are all Sony exclusives that you're not going to yep. see on PC anytime mm-hmm. soon, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Until you can emulate them. Yeah. Well, sure. Yes. <laughs> there are non-legal ways to play all sorts of things, right, but right. Uh, that's that's what's. I kind think. Of won I me think over. the difference comes with. I think. I think the difference comes with Sony being in the video game uh, scene for so long. Yeah. yeah. 
and and Microsoft, Microsoft. I mean, the Xbox is a good system, and I'm going to say this: like the Xbox's community, the gamer community that they yeah. put together is super strong. It's easy to navigate, and I think the fact that the reason why it's so easy to navigate is because they have been in the computer scene for so long, like yes. you said. Um, but the the problem comes with they don't know. It's almost like they they don't inherently know gaming, and so I think Sony since they've been in the in the game business for so long and they do a really good job of kind of getting in bed with those people right. early. Uh, and that's why, you know, you see like Xbox is like, yeah, well, we've got the exclusive with like, you know, Bungie or yeah, whatever the hell they just announced. We have Halo and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sony's like, yeah, we've got the exclusive on the new Resident Evil, mm-hmm. on the new Final Fantasy, Spider-Man. the new Dark Souls, the new Spider-Man. Like, wow. And that's why I was I was telling my wife, you know, I, I had the opportunity to get a new Xbox like two or three times over the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And when it came time that I could pull the trigger, I was like, no, no. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it with the PlayStation just because it looks like the yep. stuff that they've got coming up on the horizon looks way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, well, Joe, since we're talking about uh, consoles that you may or may not be buying, uh, tell us a little bit about your history. What are the what are the consoles you've owned and loved over the it's, years? It's, it started with an Atari twenty twenty six hundred. Same. Uh, playing Haunted House, playing ET, Superman, Indiana Jones, like just that was my like my imagination took me so many places just playing those horrible looking games. Yes. Uh, had an Intellivision would play that like crazy. Oh, uh, nice. I. I had a lot of systems. Like I had the Nintendo, had the Super Nintendo, uh, never had the N64, but Jay had the N64, so I didn't need to have it. <laughs> By proxy. Um, exactly. Uh, it's, I've, I, it wasn't until PlayStation, uh, or PlayStation 2, rather, where I finally started kind of jumping into the getting multiple consoles, where I had the Xbox and I had the PlayStation 2. Yeah. I had, I, in fact, I had the Dreamcast at one point. I did, too. Yeah, which was too. maybe maybe not the smartest purchase. Well, I, I bought the Dreamcast specifically so that I could, ironically, burn Atari Twenty Six Hundred games onto a ROM <laughs> and play them on my Dreamcast. Like it had already failed. I picked it up like at a garage sale for That's probably the, fifty bucks. The, the, nice. The reason I got that was because I wanted to play Resident Evil Code Veronica, and then I never ended up even getting that game <laughs> for that system. Uh, no, and so yeah, it, it, from that point on, I was kind of the multi-console guy where I would have a PlayStation and an Xbox. Hmm. And I'd always get like the new version. And I'm I'm kind of an early adopter of technology. Yeah, I've always are. kind of I don't know if I could say I, I prided myself on that because it's kind of a stupid thing to pride yourself on. Yeah. But I always liked being an early adopter of stuff and kind of getting into it early. So that way, you know, it, it didn't pass me by. I, I never wanted to be that person that was like late to the party. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, this time around, because of the price of these consoles yes. and how they how they've released them is just really dumb. Uh, well, coming out I, at the same time, you mean? Well, not not coming out at the same time, but limiting quantity. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's like, dude, don't make it this difficult. It never needed to be this yeah. difficult. Just um, take my money. You know, to, to get on to get online and not be able to get a system because like you have things like bots now that are going in and like buying them before you can get to them. Oh yeah. So that way you could pay twice, three times as much in the secondary market. Like that's ridiculous. And that's it's almost like and I hate to sound like stupid and like storybooky about it, but it it like defeats the purpose of what video gaming was all about and like what the gaming community is all about. You know, it's inclusion. trying to take advantage of each other like that. Yeah. Exactly. It's supposed to be inclusion. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I think this time around is going to be one of the first times in a long time that I'm not going to be an early adopter of both systems or if 
if any of if them. Any, yeah. Um, now is, is and, and then at the same at the same time, one of the things I'm most excited about is this Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch that comes out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> now is that yeah? It, it, that's one of those like what is it? One hundred and fifty dollars? I think forty five or fifty bucks. Oh, yeah. well, that's not so bad then for something that you'll yeah, probably yeah. play. Will you even play that more? Uh, I mean, probably, yeah. That's one I of those. Probably will. Yeah, you think so? It's it's amazing the things that I do to waste time if I get bored at the office. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> it feels like yeah. to me it would be the equivalent of the the NES Mini, which came out a few years mm-hmm. ago uh, before the SNES Mini. Where uh, then, I love it. it. Yeah, it looks great. It's a little version of the Nintendo that we all grew up with. But uh, the minute that Super Nintendo Mini came out, like I haven't fired that thing, thing up in years. You forget how unplayable some of those old games are and how (laughs) they do not even the original super mario brothers we've talked about that um the controls aren't nearly as tight as uh some of the games that came out later specifically for the super nintendo if you want to if you want to compare it to something else when you talk about unplayable games Mm -hmm. i would recommend you you try to pick up the uh this the playstation mini that they released (laughs) oh god yes talk about a rushed piece of equipment and like the fact that they they put eu versions of games on this system where like the, it doesn't the signal doesn't get to the tv like at the same time the like refresh there's rate. lag yeah there's there's yeah. no i mean just lag from the controller to the to the screen oh really is it's yep. very noticeable like it's well, it's embarrassing to be fair a lot of those games were nigh unplayable when they were released back in the uh, mid 90s like the playstation yeah. we have a lot of nostalgia for it but that first one I mean, it, it was groundbreaking it was in that it was CD based. Uh, it was it was uh, for adults. You know, we were seeing things like uh, Resident Evil, and we had gore yeah. and horror that uh, you weren't seeing on Nintendo. But um, a lot of those games do not there's hold a, up today. Yeah, there's only a handful of games that do. It, it, a lot of it falls on the visuals, the polygonal uh, 3D. Yeah. It, it's just yeah. it's so ugly. But yeah. there are there are a few gems in the PlayStation era. Some games that really stand the test of time, uh, if not visually, but gameplay wise. Like some games that still like they, they're still like, uh, for example, Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I can still play over and over again. It's 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 a masterpiece of its time, mm-hmm. uh, and definitely a standout of that generation. Um, but yeah, like I've. Video games is my thing. Video games mm-hmm. is how I unwind. It's it's what I enjoy doing. If I'm, I mean, at any point, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm either pulling out the Vita or I'm pulling out the Switch. Uh, I I love it. I have two arcade machines in my house. Uh, <laughs> That's right. It's, it's video gaming. I mean, I was the little kid that would beg to go with my dad. His weekly bowling league. I would beg to go with him just so I could play the games that they had there at the bowling alley. Oh yeah, dude. The, for for me, it was the Pizza Hut. In little Beaval, Texas, yeah. like we didn't have oh, a, a yeah, real pizza arcade, hut. but uh, every other Pizza Hut would have a little room right as you entered off. Uh, yes, but it had a, a couple dozen arcade games, and uh, that's where I got my fix. That's where uh, I wore out the joystick of the the Ms. Pac Man man because uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I remember the one here in Allen had had one of those tables that was the oh, the like tabletop the versus. Yeah, like the versus Pac Man and the versus Galaga cocktail. And the cocktail. Yeah, the cocktail. Yeah, it was great. All right, so Joel, you've gotten our story. Tell us oh, yours. Yeah. Sure. Um, cool. Well, I mentioned the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That was my, my gateway video game home uh, console system. Uh, hand me down. Uh, but when I got that first Nintendo uh, for Christmas, yes, it was all over. I, I had no more interest in uh, outdoors, uh, and in some instances, even even other friends. Like I, I could play Mario by myself. I really didn't need anybody else. Uh, for better or for worse, but uh, I was really kind of a Nintendo kid growing up. I had a Nintendo, 
graduated to the Super Nintendo, and then from there, N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, all the way uh, to the Switch, man. I have owned every single uh, Nintendo console. Now, not Mm -hmm. the portables. We'll talk about that in a little bit uh, is where the exception draws. But it really wasn't until um, recently that I kind of started branching out because as life is wont to do, uh, it gets in the way. And the amount of hours I was spending playing video games. That's the quote from Jurassic Park. <laughs> life, life gets in the way. Life uh, gets in the way. In the way. <laughs> and it keeps you from uh, playing video games as much as you would like to. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so uh, you get a career, you get a job, maybe you get a wife, and uh, you, don't, you don't have as many hours. So I started to fall behind, whereas, like you, Joe, I was an early adopter. Like, I, I got that Super Nintendo on opening day. Same thing with the Nintendo 64. GameCube era and Wii era, uh, I, I started kind of holding back a little bit, and I discovered something, which is that if you just live two to three years behind the industry, the games are a lot cheaper. <laughs> a lot uh, cheaper. You don't have to make the mistakes <laughs> that a young Tess made and buy Toy Story video games. You can wait <laughs> for everybody else to vet out uh, the games and tell you which ones are good and which ones are bad. So now I'm like, uh, I just picked up a PS4 Pro, uh, well, I say just, about a year ago. Uh, a year prior to that, I got the Xbox One, uh, all both consoles that were well into their lifespan, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just I'm, I'm I still have uh, like you said Horizon Zero Dawn to discover. I still have the latest Doom to go through. Tons of games that people are uh, are, are looking past, and for me, the, the future is bright. <laughs> yes, yes, right there with you, man. Uh, so I will not be picking up a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, uh, probably for another three to five years at this rate. Oh, I, I don't need to be on the cutting edge. Ain't nobody got time for that. Hey, really, really quick. Everybody has a favorite. What was your favorite? Like if if you had to, of the consoles that you've owned, if you had to go like if, if they were putting you on a desert island and you could only pick one console, which let's just pretend that you had power and a TV that yes. you could play this thing. Uh, but like which one would you pick? I mean, it's it's easy for me and Joe. You'll probably have the same answer because we've talked about it before. But mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo is to me like oh, a perfect. Wow. And I'm sure a lot of it comes to do with nostalgia. We were at the right place, right time when that was hot. Uh, but even picking up that SNES Mini uh, a yeah, few years ago, sure. I, I hacked it and I uh, mm-hmm. corrected the error that was made when it was shipped, which was uh, shipped without some of the the banner games. There's no Ninja Turtles on there. There's mm-hmm. no Smash TV. There's no NBA Jam. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I put another couple of dozen games on there. It's yeah. travel size. Yeah. And, uh, if I were ever crashed in, uh, on an Island, uh, that, mm-hmm. that'd be my pick, man. No, I think just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, I think for the most part, yes, you're correct. And I think almost any other time I would have picked the super Nintendo, but I'd probably pick the switch Ooh. because I can, mm-hmm. I can access super Nintendo games. On oh, oh, so in I this theoretical Island, you have uh, online access as well. I have. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes. what I'm saying. You have online access or download it um before i go to the island i could download what i want but no but i i think um i think the switch opened up a whole new world of gaming for me where i could take like i could take triple a titles with me on the go and Mm. like that and also having access to the older games too oh yeah yeah i'm I'm, I'm set good point tess what about you i was debating i was like you know what i think i'd have to go to with the playstation 2 yeah Good PlayStation choice. 2. Wow. Good, because, choice. because, I mean, when I think back about it, that was the system. Because I don't remember shit from the PlayStation 1 except for Bandicoot. <laughs> no, that, just that remember. one story. <laughs> I remember that, that only story. But the PlayStation 2, I remember San, I remember San Andreas. I remember a bunch of different games. I remember playing 
Madden 07 with Michael Vick being oh, yeah. the fastest person on the game. Just there were so many games in the PlayStation 2. That's what got me into liking gaming and wanting a whole nother system and looking forward to getting a different game every single year for for not just Christmas, but like as soon as I could. Oh, there's a new game coming out. Yeah, we should check that out. It's a good story. It's a good shooting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PlayStation 2. All right. Good answer, Jay. Nice. nice. Uh, so kind of like Joe, if, uh, if it was any other time, I would have said the Super Nintendo. Wow. Um, but yeah, I would probably have to go with the Switch unless I have the caveat that I could hack it. <laughs> and then it would be a toss-up between the Switch or the Wii. Oh, in yeah. what really? Wow. Explain wow. yourself. Yes. So explain yourself. My Wii, explain. I hacked it. I hacked my Wii. So <laughs> I have <laughs> I'm sorry, these jokes okay. right there. T-shirt. Yeah, the t-shirt that, number that one itself there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's our first t-shirt for this webcast. <laughs> that, that's the name of the episode right there. I hacked my there Wii. <laughs> So it's got it's got the Wii games, it's got the GameCube games, it's got Super Nintendo, it's got N sixty four, it's got NES game, uh, Genesis GameCube, Game Gear, oh, wow. uh, Super, uh, Game Boy Advance, uh, DS is on there. There's a couple of DS games on there. Uh, Atari, uh, some DOS mm-hmm. games are on there. Oh yeah. So it 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 has everything that I've ever really wanted to play available on it. It's the ultimate gaming machine. But here's the thing, like, yeah, you, you are definitely more forgiving of like that proprietary control that they put in every Wii game and Wii U game, like just where you had to use the Wii Mm -hmm. control, like the motion control to do this or do that. And the thing is like the novelty of that wears out really fast. Yeah. It can for the, for the most part, most of the games, even though they had the Wii control, like the waggle stick and all that, <clears> for <throat> the most part, you also had yeah. the option of using something else like a more traditional controller. They had to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one game that that didn't have that was the uh, Skyward Sword, yeah. the Zelda Skyward Sword. And while the motion controls were amazing because they were they were one-to-one you know, motion... It was very frustrating playing that game. Yeah, you, um, your shoulders would get tired after a while because you're literally yes. having to, you know, the weak remote is basically Link's sword. Uh, yeah, and sword and, wanna... the, and the nunchuck was the shield, so you had to you had to lift that up to right. do shield bashes, and it's like okay, so, so no more like laying back on your couch with you know with your hands around your crotch holding a yep. uh, joystick, no pun intended. You, uh, yep. <laughs> you, had to be, you had to be upright, and you had to have uh, arms uh, posed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. About that. Nice. Jay, are you a mouse and keyboard that guy? I, yes and no. Oh. I am, I'm a mouse and keyboard, used to be, for anything that involved any kind of pointer, like first-person shooters, yeah. um, anything like a... a uh, tactics type game, mm-hmm. uh, anything like a like a Diablo style game, but anything that was like platformers or um, oh, twin yeah. stick type games, it, that's definitely controller yeah. all the way. You no, have to. no question about that. Yeah, and, and for me, that's why I think I'm more of a console guy too, because it's all about that controller. And even now mm-hmm. with PS5, I, I'm, I'm uh, watching reviews and, and hearing about it, and that seems to be the big selling point. You know, of course we have next generation games coming, but they're down the road, right? We don't really have any any WoW launch games. Final yeah. Fantasy 16 will come out in five years, probably. Right, uh, but right. w- something that does make it feel next generation and very 
money uh, is the controller. They've added like new rumbles, right? Some new haptic feedback. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, it really kind of enhances. Oh, oh, there Jay is holding up his uh... this Steam controller. Oh yeah, this is nice. basically the PlayStation Five took almost everything good that they could from this controller. Oh yeah, and that that kind of has me excited about the PlayStation Five controller. So it's got some of those same mm-hmm. uh, touch feedback features. Yes. Yeah. And the haptic feedback is is the same kind of haptic feedback that was on the Steam controller. Oh, nice. Yeah, you don't realize how much um, you miss, like kind of that rumble in the controller, that that immediate feedback, until you're playing some of these older games that don't have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, 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 or well, to go back to the the PlayStation Mini for just a little bit, like oh, yeah. they ended up they ended up going back to the original PlayStation controller, and not like when they when they came out with like the uh, I can't remember what it's yeah. called, the Dual Shock. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, I think it was yeah, the, like the dual controller was when PlayStation's controls actually started yes. getting good, like where they had the dual sticks on it and it had the uh, the rumble feature inside. Like that's that opened up a whole new world of gaming for PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, to try to play these games, a, a bunch of these games on the original PlayStation controller is just like <sighs> torturous. Uh, so no, you're absolutely right. Like PlayStation has come a long way from doing it wrong to getting it right. And yeah. this this new controller does have me very excited. Yeah, yeah it looks great. Yeah. Favorite controller, everybody, from a console? Oh, man. Um, definitely not the N64. No, yeah. no, that Trident. Yeah. Oh, my God. Definitely. <laughs> it was so awkward. I, you never felt like you were holding it correctly because it's never. always like kind of cocked 45 degrees because you're either holding the left and middle or you're holding the right and middle. But rarely did you ever hold the... Well, no, I, I guess Mario Brothers, you were playing kind of left and right, but that 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 juggle you were constantly having to do between the three little arms, um, yeah, it just didn't, and, and it, it kind of vindicated since we haven't seen anybody kind of return to that style. I think mm-hmm. nowadays the the standard video game controller is two joysticks, at least four buttons, a couple of triggers, and a D pad, yep. right? Yep. And and it's it's crazy though, Joel, because like Sony has the um i think they have the copyright on having the dual sticks in a certain location yep yeah you have and that's why all the different systems have sticks in like different places the button placement has to be different you can't have a button placement like the nintendo does so you've got to change that around and so and, and that's why like to go from playing playstation to xbox like the uh the confirmation button is never in the it's not in the uh, same place. It's so frustrating. Going it, back and forth that, between worse. <laughs> like I, I'm going back and forth between Switch and Xbox and PS4, and every time you get to a Switch game, I keep accidentally backing out of the menu because I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be the select forward button. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. We need to pass a law. <laughs> get a petition going. Let's standardize these controllers. Uh, for me, I mean. It's predictable, but that's Super Nintendo. I think jumping from what we had, which was just a D-pad, a start and select, and then two buttons, but when they mm-hmm. added those four buttons and then they put them in kind of that diamond pattern and then two of them are yeah. concave and two are convex so you can tell without even looking which buttons Perfect. you're looking at. And that then the, ad- the addition of shoulder buttons, mm-hmm. we'd never had those before. Yep. Like that, that yep. just seemed leaps and bounds above anything we played. Well, and what they were doing was they were taking all the options that Sega had given people with the Genesis controller and put all those buttons in a much more like 
ergonomic, like natural place right. where you would reach for it. Because you look at that Sega Genesis controller, and it's Ugh. like, what the fuck is even <laughs> yes. happening here? It's so big and yeah. chunky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis to replicate the arcade feel with a handheld mm-hmm. controller. But you don't like have if you were your... to look at. Yeah, look at Street yeah. Fighter on the arcade, and you've got those six buttons that are laid out. Yeah. And yeah. so they were replicating that. But the thing is, traditional platformers and games, yeah, you would just use your thumbs. So that didn't make sense. So, yeah, dude, it was it was something. But ironically, nothing was more confusing to me at the time as when they released Street Fighter on the Nintendo, oh, on the God. Super Nintendo, and trying to figure out what to do with the controls. Oh, it took man. a little getting used to. Now it's second nature because I played so much Street Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo. But yeah, dude, it it took some. It took a bit yeah. of going. You just had to remap those uh, buttons so that the two weakest ones were on top, the ones you would never use anyway. Yes. <laughs> well, see, and then what's funny is the strongest oh, attacks the are the ones that I mapped to the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, interesting. I always had the shoulders as the strongest. Yeah. Uh, Tess uh, controller. <laughs> oh man. The PS4, man. Simple and sweet. It's yeah. the new sleek thing. I love the blue light on the top yes. of it and the big pad at, at the, uh, on the front of I it as like well. That too. The touchpad. It's yeah, a good and controller. Also, and also, I mean, because I mean, when I think about like the, the PS2, I know I said that is the system I love, but they were still tethered to the uh, we were still tethered to oh the, my God. The, the, the i hated that the whole the wire so once we got past that with the three and then eventually per- we perfected it with the four definitely the ps4 man you you just hit on something like no more no invention was more consequential to gaming than going wireless like the wireless yes. what a fucking uh, revelation <laughs> that was and it's you like remember why? how much of a novelty it was at the time to oh, have yeah. a wireless yes. controller back yeah. in the 80s <laughs> oh, 80s shit i mean my first one was a wave bird for the nintendo 64 and i felt like i was living oh, in the wow. future yeah 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 back in the 80s there was like these oh, ones wow. that were done by hey Tess, if you're looking to get a ps5 they have a queue starting on the playstation site oh there you go real-time news yeah i'm, I'm just nice. i'm just yeah real-time news this right now they've in. got a queue going uh get in oh. now because it looks like the wait time is 48 minutes decision 2020 <laughs> that's because they're gonna go they're gonna go live at, at midnight so basically it's 15 minutes after that oh yeah. so ah, you know you'll yeah. see tune in next time to figure out if uh Tess got his ps5 <laughs> or not i was i was already on a uh, game stuff what the hell was that <laughs> are you you know what walmart also has them going live at, at midnight oh eastern time so you got you got you got 13 minutes well good well we'll wrap this up in less than no 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 you don't have to hey joe remember that episode of the editing bay when we were getting star wars tickets we uh we had to cut that episode together in like three different chunks because uh we had a couple of false starts when tickets were going on sale for force awakens and uh yeah we we had to stop down in the middle of a recording because that was more important than whatever bullshit movie we were talking about that week it sure was in retrospect now i wonder if it was actually worth it <laughs> oh dude force awakens yeah it's a top yeah, good. yeah force awakens one of the top three star wars movies in my opinion yes sir um all right so we've we've got everyone's favorite controller mm-hmm. everyone's favorite system what uh, so joel what we haven't gotten from you is if you were going to get one of these next gen systems that mm. are coming out this week what what do you fancy uh th- that's tough but um I mean, I I like that the Xbox is coming in with a lower 
price point. Like I, I don't need to have an optical disc. I'm all about mm-hmm. uh, you know internet and uh, local storage and everything being on an SSD. I'm fine downloading all my games. So that two ninety nine Xbox Series S is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Series S. Yeah, yeah. For one, yeah. it's much smaller than even the Xbox X. And then when you see them lined up, the P the PS five is fucking it's gargantuan. It's it's yes, ridiculously it large. Huge. It, it looks like a sexy vampire wearing a big white jacket. It, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> sexy beast. Remember in Return of the Jedi when the Ewoks dropped the logs on the walker and it went and like hit it and <laughs> that's what it. it looks like. It looks like <laughs> it does. It's such a weird shape and and you know what? Listen, I like that. Like I I like when manufacturers kind of go uh, no no pun intended but think outside the box. And and ah. start thinking of different uh, ways because there is no standard definition for what a video game console has to look like, right? It can be as beautiful right. as uh, you know the Xbox X now, this just tall little monolith black box, or as ugly as uh, the Super Nintendo. So basically, what oh, people what? are saying is what? what it... Oh, because oh, no. I, I think oh. he was taking umbrage with me, saying the Super Nintendo was ugly. Super Nintendo was ugly. Yeah. yeah, I think Jay wanted to fight Joel. Oh, so, like, <laughs> oh listen, talk. I love my system ever again. I love that system above others, but uh, when, immediately when I saw that design, I was like, nope, this is ugly. This is a horrible design decision. Why? Well, especially when you look at the, the Super Famicom, the Japanese version of the SNES, mm-hmm. it's so sleek. It's like a it's yeah. like a little egg, like a delicate Fabergé egg that you can play with. Yeah. Remember when they re-released the Nintendo Entertainment System yes. and it was a completely redesigned yeah. piece of equipment? Yeah, and- they were trying to <laughs> trying to follow the, the Super Nintendo design. Yeah, with the top loading mm-hmm. and stuff, and it was like that took it took all the charm away from what the NES was with yep. the whole like the, fl- the, the opening the flap and oh, like yeah. pushing the game in and then pushing it down and loading it up. Oh yeah, you want to talk about muscle memory, like inserting those cartridges and and the little trick when they wouldn't work. When if you put it in and then just pull it out just a little bit, kind of right over that lip, just a bit. Yeah. Uh huh. And what's funny is like uh, the the uh, the Lego version of the NES also has that it has that whole thing where you push the game in and you can push it down and like what a wonderful thing for them to include yeah you, you think well i guess we'll never see that again right since uh cartridges are the way the I dodo so. you know what if you ask jay though that's a big mistake yeah <laughs> dude uh, jay say... used to complain constantly when we would play playstation <laughs> games and like the loading yes. screens would come up and he'd be like that's why you want a cart-based game system I agree. because yeah, you won't have any yeah. loading time i did <laughs> dude <laughs> hey jay He's right. He is definitely yes. right about it. I admit that one of the reasons that it took me so long to get on the disc-based platform consoles was because like, lo- there's no such thing as load times. Like That, that shouldn't be a thing. And even now, today, it, it, it kills me. It's amazing that it took 20 years for us to finally get to the point where it's like, oh, solid state, instant on. Everything's, you know, I don't want to say no load times, yeah. but little load times. Yeah, as little as possible. I've been living in the Absolutely. dark ages. well joe you asked me so uh, uh, just to complete my thought uh that that 300 xbox x is enticing however i gotta give the edge to the ps5 man but only because of of the games those exclusive Mm -hmm. games that they have that Mm -hmm. uh, until i mean you know xbox made a lot of noise earlier this year because they bought bethesda so i guess you know Mm -hmm. they're they're really investing in having their own exclusives coming down the line but uh you know what it will be coming on though what's that They'll be coming to PC. PC. (laughs) 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 So, uh, so yeah, that's my. What what about um, you guys? PS Five or uh, Xbox X? 
PS5 yeah. all the way, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe I, don't even know, I don't even know what that other yeah. system is. Tess sent a meme out about like, what was it about? Like, did you get your uh, your Xbox yet? Does your is your boyfriend happy about yeah. that? Like, <laughs> what was it? It was so sexist and stupid, but it it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, oh yeah, did you? It was like something about. Uh, did your boy, did your girlfriend did you did you get the new Xbox or whatever like that? It's like yeah yeah. Did your girlfriend like it or whatever? <laughs> or is that is that who got it for you or something like that? I gotta uh, find. We we both ruined the meme. Yeah, we, we both. Well, basically, only girls get that system. I don't even know what it is. Well, also, uh, if, if you believe the viral videos going around this morning, uh, prone to uh, smoking. <laughs> you see those, those videos were, of those were it, faked. Those were the, faked. You yeah, know, those were fake. the first one though, the one that you, the one that you sent us that that started the whole thing, I'm not entirely sure that one was fake. That looks pretty real, man. That's a big yeah. plume of smoke, and yeah. there's it's a handheld, so there's some complex motion tracking and depth analysis yeah. that would have to go into faking that. Not saying it can't be done, but uh, yeah. it looked pretty authentic to me. Yeah, and I know there was a big response from Sony about like if you need actual help with your with your or with from Microsoft, if you need actual help with your Xbox, contact these numbers. We can't service your Xbox if you're blowing vape smoke into it. Like, Uh, and that was people were like, I guess blowing vape smoke into it and then watching it blow the smoke back up. All right, yeah, and you know that's the thing. The second video that I saw actually was in the article from that first one. that showed that and and you could tell there's like a very distinct difference between the two videos the uh, first video the smoke it doesn't dissipate and it in it it's not like this real thick white smoke the second one was the thick white smoke and it dissipated near at the end of it so it's like oh yeah somebody just blew vape smoke into that yeah no but that first one i'm not entirely sure that that one was actually faked probably mm. uh probably not real right that's uh they have a hell of a lawsuit on their hands although with uh, microsoft yeah. this is the same company that uh created the red ring of death red ring of death with the xbox oh, 360 did you guys ever fall victim to the red ring of death like two or three times yeah <laughs> uh, i never had the red ring i had the gouge a ring around your disc Oh, oh that would, that's because horrible. you changed oh, the orientation. Yeah. You went from standing up to yep. laying down. Yep. Yeah. Who would have oh, thought yeah. that that would ruin your disc? Hey, that's what did that end up being? Uh, With the, the, the red ring of death, it was just like it was a, a manufacturing thing. Like about like the heater became disconnected from the wire. I thought I read an yeah, article. It was recently. the actual like CPU chip. The way that they did them, and instead of it being socketed like you would do on a on a PC, it was it was just kind of sitting on there and soldered on. And so the heat mm-hmm. that would build up in this thing would would loosen the solder, and it would warp the board, so that the CPU would just kind of detach. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb. See, what is the most important yeah. piece of uh, like of of yeah, digital the, the brains? Like, what is it? The brains of the computer. Let's make that the flimsiest thing that we've connected <laughs> See, onto the motherboard. That's why, mm-hmm. if you live like I do. You just get the Xbox 360s when they've worked out all of those kinks. I never had to return mine. It's still uh, or yeah. you get a PlayStation. <laughs> there you go. Or you get a PlayStation. All right. Well, that's a good uh, way to wrap this up. I think. Uh, anybody have any more thoughts about consoles, past or present or future? No, I think uh, get a PlayStation no, sums just, it up. Uh, I thought that I'd. Yeah, exactly. Get a PlayStation. Get a, get PlayStation. a PC. There you go. 
Before we move on, uh, I wanted to um, give a shout out to uh, one of our listeners. Uh, that's right, uh, on Twitter at Launchpad fourteen twelve uh, reached out to us saying uh, he loved our Sonic the Hedgehog episode. Uh, so hey. and, and was lamenting the fact that uh, he wasn't able to to be on to to give us some of his uh, his nuggets and his memories. So I said, hey, record a couple of minutes of yourself giving us some Sonic memories, and maybe we'll throw it in the episode. So and then shove it up your oh, no. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he has done that. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna play a couple of minutes here and hear uh, some of his uh, favorite memories from the Sonic the Hedgehog games uh, throughout the last twenty years. Sega. Well, we were Sega heads, and we played Sonic Two a lot. Matter of fact, Sonic Two came, you know, with the Sega. When I, when I first got my Sega, that was the game that came with it. And the game was so good, we played it for hours upon hours, and we didn't even need another game for a long period of time. That was how good. The game was. I never forget the gratification of beating Sonic at the end, beating Robotnik, and just watching his huge machine just blow up after you hit him eight times because it was a big machine that you had to beat. Play Sonic 3, um, amazing. Probably a little bit better than Sonic 1, but not better than Sonic 2. But Sonic and Knuckles, I've probably played Sonic and Knuckles more than any Sonic game of all time. It's my favorite Sonic game. Matter of fact, you can open up the top of Sonic and Knuckles and you can put Sonic 2 on top of the Sonic and Knuckles connected, and you could play with Knuckles on Sonic 2. That blew our minds. That, that was simply, a, like, you could not, it was basically because Knuckles could glide. So with, with, his, with his ability to glide, it was basically like having, you know, Mario's raccoon suit. I think it's the raccoon suit, right? <laughs> Flying across on Super Mario World. It was, it was basically, the, like, the same thing. Knuckles was just a cool character within itself. Just by looking at him, we didn't even need to know what he even did. We just thought he was awesome just because of the look. But I, I, I would be remiss if I did not say something about Sonic Adventures for Dreamcast. Listen, now I'm, I'm sure everybody in the world could feel this right here. When me and my brother saw the commercial of the Sonic Adventures on Dreamcast, that commercial, it left us speechless. And we had to get that game. I'm not going to lie, I look back at it now, it wasn't the greatest game, but at the time when it dropped, a lot of it didn't make any sense when we played it and we loved uh, Sonic Adventures. But Sonic was so great, I would, I would have to say that Sonic is definitely on the Mount Rushmore video games for me. Your boy. I know Tess has uh, an Xbox or a PlayStation to, to pre-order. <laughs> yeah, two minutes. Two minutes to go. Hey, uh, actually, yeah. no, that's e- that's actually PM. Two go. minutes to twelve. Oh, PM that's Eastern. noon. Oh, yeah, that's noon. noon. So it's eleven. Uh, right. Oh, but oh, I am thirty-seven. Thirty-seven minutes away from being in the queue. I'm, I'm, like, I'm seventeen. <laughs> No, you son of a bitch. Right. Well, <laughs> I told you about it. Yeah, you did. I know. <laughs> well, then in 17 minutes or less, uh, let's go around the room real quick and, and talk about what games we're playing. Anybody playing anything new? I am. Let's hear it. <laughs> let me, I let am. me tell you about it. Uh, first off, uh, I finished a game called Ghost Recon Wildlands this past weekend. Hmm. Uh, and it be fun. There's still a mission on there. It's an extra mission where you have to kill the predator. Uh, and it's 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 trippy. Uh, but but it's a good time. Uh, never, not really into the Tom Clancy shooter games, not for, for a while. Yeah. But this one, this one was pretty fun. I play with a group of people every every Sunday morning. We play this game. Um, I'm also playing GI Joe Operation Blackout, uh, Transformers Battlegrounds, and Cobra Kai: The Legend of the Karate Kid continues. What? And what? I just want to say, like, all three of these games are kind of lackluster <laughs> they're they're mostly forgettable okay they all have a little something going for them but what it's really disappointing that like 
they couldn't do better with these licenses that like we've kind of gone back in time with these three to like the 90s where like licensed games are just horrible and these aren't very good but i'm just jonesing for a good gi joe game specifically <laughs> um but those are good transformers is fun it's kind of an xcom a reskinned xcom uh cobra kai is a side-scrolling you know fighter and we talked about gi joe on the editing oh, yeah. day uh just a, a a third person shooter um and i'm looking forward to this week the kingdom hearts rhythm game that's coming out oh yeah and next week hyrule warriors Age of Calamity. yes Hell i am excited about you. that i've yes. already pre-ordered that um and anybody played the demo of that yet i hear that yes Yes, mm-hmm. play the demo. Yeah, that's getting Good me stuff. excited Good about stuff. it. I uh, I went from this thinking that uh, oh, this is just a another Hyrule Warriors game, a little hack and slash, right? And now it's kind of feeling like an unofficial or official like sequel slash prequel to Breath of the yeah, Wild, prequel, which yeah. may be like my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Did you do the Master Sword trial? The fuck no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I I love that game, Joe, but I don't hate myself. Okay. <laughs> I draw a line somewhere. Tess, what are you it's playing, bud? Well, I just finished up the last Spider-Man game before the new one comes yes. out. Yes. Nice. And I nice love stuff. doing that. But I didn't do all the extra shit like how Joe was telling me that you could do or whatever. I didn't I didn't waste my time with that. I was like, no, nah, just finish this shit and get done. <laughs> And then I finally started a game that I bought um, after I uh, went to GameStop the other day to get Joe's case for him for his uh, Switch. Mm-hmm. And I started Crash Bandicoot 4. Nice. It's about time. And that's been dope to honestly play. <laughs> I've, only, I've only played it for about a day now, but definitely cool. And it's funny that you were talking about games, Joe, that like they bring back old characters and old bosses and have you go through fighting them again because they've just done that with this one again (laughs) (laughs) it's like the the old doctor and the mask the the evil mask they've they've now broken out of this time they've broken the time space continuum Mm -hmm. and there's a big uh, rift in it now and they're all out in these different dimensions and now crash and coco they have to go to these different dimensions and fight each of the different bosses. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like how the other ones were, but I'm having fun with getting through it. And it's good. nostalgic. Nice. Good. Good. Jay, what are you playing? I, um, other than the uh, age of calamity demo, uh, which I've been playing quite a bit of that. And even just going back and doing the scenarios multiple times, just to, just to play them again. Yeah. Cause it's such a, it's fun. Um, but no, I started uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on uh, on PC, and it um, I'm liking it a whole lot. I'm I'm uh, talking about Breath of the Wild. I'm most excited to get into that one next because yeah. everybody kind of compares it to Breath Compared of the Wild. The two, exactly, and as much as yeah. I love that game, I really wish we had like next gen graphics with that yeah. kind of gameplay. And this kind of looks like I'm merging in those two worlds a bit. Kind of is, yeah, kind of is. Oh. So there's. There's a whole lot of similarities to them, yeah, for sure. Giant robot animals, right? Yes, yes. Tess is losing it. <laughs> What's going on? Tess, you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> I, I think Joe just sent me a, a link to a PS5 that's open right now. Oh, shit. Uh, this is just yeah, in. The PS5 nice. bundle. I mean, even if I don't get it, I'm at least sending it to my brother, Joe. So <laughs> it's like $800, $800 man. It's right a bundle. Oh, it's available, that. though. Like, you can get it, and I'm like, I can't. That's I how they get you. That. I'm sorry, Joel. You were going to say. What yeah. Point? yeah. <laughs> no. It's okay. This is much more important. Uh, as for me, uh, we started uh, Yoshi's Crafted World uh, for the Switch. Nice. That was That was an impulse buy. Uh, they had it on sale for 40 bucks a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I always love those Yoshi games, man. And they always mm-hmm. do something cool with the graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I was shitting on you know, the power of the Switch as far as graphics go, 
this is beautiful. The, the, the games yeah. are so gorgeous, and w- they're really good at uh, taking a theme, taking a style, and really leaning into it. And uh, the best yeah. part about it is two-player simultaneous, uh, which is something that I love about video games that we've gotten away from in years past, but uh, Jen and I have been uh, bouncing over each other as two little Yoshis uh, <laughs> and just having a great time. And then recently, still making our way through the Uncharted series. Uh, already gone through part four, so then went back and started with one, and then recently uh, dived into what people consider to be the best Uncharted, Uncharted 2. What say you? Man, I'm just saying, like, why didn't you just start with the first one? No, because I bought this brand new PS4 Pro. I don't want to play PS3 era graphics, all right? I wanted the best right. that it had to offer. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so far enjoying Uncharted 4, uh, 2 uh, and uh, looking forward to wrapping that one up. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of wrapping things up, let's wrap up this podcast. Uh, so thank you for joining us on our uh, on this new journey we've started on the 16-bit Gladiators. Uh, before we go, anybody have anything else to plug? Uh, you know, just check out my episode of the, uh, the geek round table yes. where we talked about guilty pleasure movies. Uh, I brought to the table, I brought Harley Davidson and the Marlboro man and masters of the universe. Uh, and then next month I will be on their episode talking about, uh, stranger things. So oh. check them out. Uh, the, again, the geek nice. round table, we've got the link. I'll put the link also on the Facebook page. Uh, so that way you could follow that. And uh, if you're looking for some new anime, something fun to watch, uh, I recommend Id Invaded because I do a voice for one of the main characters in it. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and pick that up. And as long as we're plugging Joe on other podcasts, uh, listen to our sister podcast, <laughs> The Editing Bay, uh, yeah. where next time we'll be uh, doing a little, uh, I was going to call him James Bond, a little Sean Connery <laughs> Uh, retrospect, right? Uh, with his untimely passing, or timely, I guess. Guy was 80. Uh, was he eight? <laughs> How old was he? I think but he was still like one of the last kick of the nuts by 2020. Though. Yeah, I know, right? So, well, and then followed yeah. closely by Alex All Trebek, some, dude, yep. which is so fitting. <laughs> it's yeah. so fitting. I did see a yeah. meme today where uh, Alex Trebek gets to the pearly gates and there's Sean Connery uh, fucking with him. <laughs> it's like, suck it, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> It's so perfect. Uh, so, yeah, on yeah. the next Editing Bay, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Sean Connery movies. I know you guys are, are well into that, and I'll be either talking about uh, First Night or um, <laughs> Finding, what's it called? Finding Forrester? Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester. Yeah. You're the man now, dog. Well, that's where it came from. That's right. So uh, check that us out on Editing Bay. You can find us on EditingBay.com. Uh, you can also follow us uh, on Twitter at The Editing Bay. And the same thing with this podcast. We've got a little Twitter handle and website. It's called 16 bit gladiators.com you can go there and you'll find links to subscribe to this podcast either through apple podcasts or spotify or the the direct rss feed if you want to choose your own podcasting player uh and we also have a twitter handle it's at 16 bit gladiators follow us there you'll always know when new episodes drop uh and if you're like launchpad mcquack or whatever that guy's name was uh (laughs) you can get into our good graces and maybe you too can uh be uh on this very here podcast so check us out on 16bitgladiators.com hey uh, also make sure you're checking out uh jay on twitch he is uh what it's 8-bit servers is uh, that i, I actually you? updated it it is now 16-bit servers yes oh, yeah. servers next wave joe is uh where i'm at when i'm playing video games and stuff uh so yeah check us out there you go all right uh joe jay test it has been a pleasure thank you for uh joining us on this little uh, path down memory lane talking about old consoles and uh, tune in next time 
to see if uh, Tess is successful in his quest for a PS5. Oh. <laughs> I think I can. I think Fingers I crossed can. for you, man. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll yeah. see you next time on the right. 16-Bit Lady. See you. Game see over. <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.